Hello and welcome to It Was Lee Austin, a new wrestling podcast out of the Midwest Springfield, Missouri area, exclusively on the Anchor app here. I'm Austin Schick, and to my right I have my good buddy Lee Gates here, and we're going to talk Extreme Rules, which is tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time on the WWE Network. Of course, all pay-per-views are four hours long now. So I guess that brings us to our topic today, Lee. Extreme Rules 2009. Now, this was the first Extreme Rules ever in WWE. So let's see exactly how it went for them. Well, Austin, they had had eight matches on the card, I believe. Yeah, eight matches. First match they had on the card was a U.S. Fatal 4-Way match between Kofi Kingston, William Regal, Matt Hardy, and MVP. The next match on the card, we had Y2J Chris Jericho facing Rey Mysterio for the Intercontinental Champion in a no-holds-barred match. Then we had CM Punk facing Umaga in a Samoan strap match. And after that, we had Christian versus Tommy Dreamer versus Jack Swagger in an ECW Championship Hardcore match, where if Tommy Dreamer lost in this match, he was going to leave WWE ECW. And then next, we had Santina Morella, which was, yes, Santino Morella in drag, facing Vicky Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero in a hog pin match to determine... Who was Miss WrestleMania? And then after that, we had the WWE Championship on the line with Batista going after the champion Randy Orton in a steel cage match. And then our main, and then uh, after, and then after that, we had a uh, John Cena facing Big Show in a submission match. And our main event was a ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship with Edge defending against Jeff Hardy. Sounds like a pretty stacked card, if you ask me. So, I guess let's start things off. What do we think of that fatal four-way match? Um, I thought it was—I thought it was a good match. Honestly, it—it was a—it was a little sloppy. Like, like um, there was a spot where where MVP was trying to do a power bomb or superplex with, with I think Regal and uh, with Kofi Kingston, I believe. I think that's the other one. And uh, he slipped and fell while he was trying to execute the move. Ooh, yeah. So I remember it, watching that. It was a little sloppy. That match was a little sloppy. But, and uh, another weird fact, Matt Hardy, I think this was a storyline, he came out with a cast on his hand, which he was using throughout the match as a weapon. Like, he, was, he, was always hitting, he was always hitting forearms with, mm-hmm. that, with that cast on his arm. The highlight of this match was Kofi Kingston. Oh, Kofi yeah. Kingston was everywhere in this match. Yeah, it seems to me they really played up to Kofi's strength and yeah. being able to carry a match. Yeah, and the match ended when uh, Kofi Kingston hits a Trouble in Paradise. He hit it out of nowhere on William Regal to pick up the pin and get the victory and to retain the mat, to retain his U.S. title. So overall, I thought it was a good match. It was a bit sloppy, and it was it was a fairly short match. I think it was just under ten minutes. And uh, Dave Meltzer, he gave it. He gave it a two star map. He gave it a two star on his uh, on his rating scale. And next, Austin's going to talk to us about the Intercontinental No Holds Barred match between Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio. All right, so this was a very this could have been probably the match of the night in a lot of people's opinion, but we see it start. Jericho's in the arena. At the merchandise stand. Cuts a heel promo trashing Rey Mysterio and his fans. Um, then Mysterio comes out. He gets the upper hand hot and beats the hell out of Jericho. Um, we see a lot of good moves. and Hurricanrana from the ring apron. And then a nice reversal from Rey. Of a springboard drop kick, modified six one nine, kind of an interesting move. I didn't know what else to call that. I think that was around the ring post. Yeah, it was a very interesting move. I've never seen it before. Um, there was a lot of close counts in this match. It was two quicker workers. I mean, obviously Jericho and Ray, they know how to work together, both quick. 
I almost want to say Lucha style, even though Jericho's not a Lucha wrestler, but, I mean, they're both very quick, very fast-paced, as opposed to a slower pace, but I think the close counts to me add the dramatic element of the match, and after that modified 619, really, Jericho starts to take control, slows the pace down a little bit to play to his strength and size, and just tosses Rey Mysterio out of the ring. Good heel tactics by Jericho by trying to remove the mask, I think. Yeah, that, that's what the whole storyline was built upon, was the... Mm-hmm. Was, Trashing the mask. Was, ma- was the mask. How it's just kind of like he's hiding behind the mask and not really embracing his fans, I think is what a line yeah, that's what said. Jer- yeah, that's what Jericho was getting at. But... I mean, we have a backwards six one nine. That was an interesting move too. After a lion salt, and then Jericho takes back over with a code breaker. After Ray goes off the top rope, that was a cool move. Yeah, it was a code breaker out of nowhere, basically. Y2J tries to grab a chair and use that, but then it gets kicked in his face by Ray. Then a leg drop by Ray. And I think this really showed. I mean. This just just this is just one weapon, just one chair. Just I think Ray was very innovative with one chair. He found different ways to use this chair. And then Jericho takes a little bit more control, throws him in the throws Ray in the walls, and then but then eventually Ray hits him with a chair roll up after a reverse six one nine. Honestly, a great match. Good chemistry between these two. I think show stealing quality. Up to this point, it's only the second match on the card, but easily the match of the night until we get to the main event, possibly. Uh, at the end, we see Ray getting unmasked. Jericho gets his ninth IC title, and I think it told a great story between these two bitter rivals in 09. Just the removing of the mask, Jericho finally getting that ninth IC title belt. And a note on the IC title belt, I do like that old design. The black strap, different, little bit different design. Anything you want to add on that match? Um, yeah, I would say that this was probably my favorite match on the card. Like I, like you said, they told a great story. Um, Jericho just continuing to go after Rey Mysterio's mask, trying to unmask him to the to the universe. That I think that was brilliant. And um, you know, Dave Meltzer even thought it, he thought it was a great match too. He rated it four stars. I mean, that's really high for WWE matches. So I mean, I, I I really did enjoy this match. I thought it was I thought it was wonderfully told. I mean, the two the two they didn't stop. They kept going. And yeah, and they just they found ways to to use that like like you said that chair just so many different ways. It was it was really cool. It was a great match. Okay. Up next, we had Umaga facing CM Punk in a Samoan strap match. And to win this match, you have you must hit all, all four corners of the ring in a row to pick up the win. And any time like there you'd stop going for the ring post, the referee would wave it off. So it was so you had to hit them pretty quick in succession to get this victory. So it starts off with Umaga. He goes immediately right. He goes immediately out and he hits two ring posts and then. CM Punk gets an advantage. I think he uh, he used the he used the strap to his advantage there. Then Umaga revert Umaga takes up the upper hand, hits a Samoan drop, and then starts whipping CM Punk with a strap. Looked very painful. Then Umaga keeps dominating CM Punk for a while with the headbutts. When just keeps whipping him with the strap. And he go eventually they go they get outside of the ring and. Umaga pulls Punk to the corner. Umaga, okay, Umaga at this point, he was outside of the ring. And uh, he pull, he grabs CM Punk into the ring corner and then just pulls on the strap. To, to It looks like he's basically trying to pull CM Punk's shoulder out of his socket. It looks really painful. Let's see. Then... Then uh, Umaga goes and hits two turnbuckles, and then CM Punk gets back in the ring, goes for a GTS, but Umaga counters and hits a spinning heel kick. Then Punk Punk counters eventually and hits Umaga with the strap with the strap in between his legs, so groin shot with the strap. Mm. 
and he rolls outside the ring. And then Punk hits three turnbuckles in a row. But Umaga gets up and hits a body slam on CM Punk. Then Umaga hits three turnbuckles, but Punk uses the ropes. Eventually, he crawls underneath the ropes and just holds on to him for dear life to prevent Umaga from getting to that last turnbuckle. Then Umaga goes for a splash, but Punk uses the strap to pull him away from the top rope. Pull, oh, he pulls him off the top rope, and Umaga falls. CM Punk gets the three. He get he eventually gets three of the turnbuckles, but Umaga get, gets up. He goes for the Samoan spike, which he took his thumb and tried to jam it in people's throats. That's that was his finishing move. And then CM Punk countered that, picks him up, hits the GTS, and then hits the fourth turnbuckle to get the victory. Overall, it was a Overall, I thought it was a decent match. Some strap matches, they're very I think they're very hard to make entertaining. Yeah. It was a little it was a little long. Obviously, this played to the strengths of Umaga. He had the power advantage on Punk and Punk would just have to weave in and out of trouble. And eventually he was able to reverse get the GTS off and then eventually hit that fourth turnbuckle and get the victory. Overall, you know, like I said, it was decent. Um, Meltzer, he wasn't too thrilled upon it. He gave it a star and a half. All right, what did you think of it, Austin? Strap match? I'm not a big fan of strap matches. Again, I think kind of uh, they're kind of a slow, boring match, hard to make entertaining. They tried to do that, I think, with a few decent spots, like whipping CM Punk and like holding onto the strap. But I think the ending was good. Kind of an underwhelming stipulation to decide a winner of a wrestling match, though. Touching corners of a ring, that's not very exciting to me. But, I mean, that's why it's in the middle of the card. I guess they kind of needed to give people a little bit of a bathroom snack break after the long IC title match. So, I think it's okay. CM Punk was still coming into his own here. This isn't like... WWE champion, 434 days CM Punk. This is kind of leaving this is Mr. Money in the bank CM Punk. Mr. Money in the Bank CM Punk. Yeah. So, it was okay. Not the last we'll talk about Punk, though, today. But we'll have more on that later. Next, we have the, ooh, the triple threat hardcore match for the ECW title with Tommy Dreamer, Jack Swagger, and Christian... And if Tommy Dreamer loses, he leaves the WWE. And now, of course, this is WWECW, not the original ECW. But Dreamer, of course, likes to get this thing hardcore early. Christian and Dreamer team up and beat the hell out of the heel swagger with a kendo stick and a trash can lid. Dreamer then hits a senton on swagger. And Christian with a trash can lid a little bit later after that. And then there's a real big nasty spot where they hit Swagger in the throat with a kendo stick. I imagine that didn't feel well. Oh, no. No. And then Swagger tries to undo the turnbuckle only to be hit by Dreamer with a kendo stick. Just, and then I put a little bit of a middle, in the middle of the match note here. Are there any other weapons in this match besides trash cans and kendo sticks? I didn't see any other weapons. And then there's that random stop yeah. sign. Did the, they even use that? Uh, I think Swagger tried to use it, and yeah, yeah, but I think I think Christian ended up using it once. I just don't. For being a hardcore match, there was all of two weapons. But and then Christian does a double power bomb. Tommy lands on the pile of trash cans. That was really cool move and eventually Dreamer gets the upper hand again hits a DDT for the win honestly what did Meltzer give this one Lee two stars two stars honestly I thought the strap match was a little better than this one this one to me was overall pretty boring not much excitement for it being a hardcore match I think that more of a variety of weapons would have helped this match a lot too I mean, it was basically a trash can and a stick match. Like, I I don't know. It just didn't really excite me. Dreamer and Swagger were kind of boring. I think I think Dreamer at this point, he in oh. his stage of his career, oh, he was limited. Yeah. yeah. And he he was not the most he was not the most uh, te- technical wrestler there was. You know. And he's it was very slow for a triple threat. Very very slow. 
They didn't. I didn't think they played up Dreamer's career. At least the commentators didn't play up Dreamer's career being on the line too much. I don't know. I that's just my take. I mean, I know you weren't a big fan of it either when yeah. we were watching it. Yeah, it was a little slow for me. Yeah, I just if if it would have gone a little more violent than what it did, I would have. I think oh. I would have appreciated it oh, a little bit yeah. more. Like I know we're post Attitude Era, so they don't like to use blood as much, but still. I mean, just hitting someone with a kendo stick in a trash can over it's and over. It's kind of repetitive and yeah, boring just, after a while. Yeah, I just found it repetitive. So, on to our next match. This is... <laughs> oh, God. I don't even have any words for this besides literally <laughs> shitty. This might be the... Not my... This is the worst match on the card. I'm going to let Lee talk about this for you. All right, so up next we have Santina Morella facing Vicky Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero in a hog pen match to determine who is Miss WrestleMania from this year. So, <laughs> Vicky, at the last minute, decided to make this a handicap match by having Chavo going and wrestle. So Santina starts the match off. She grabs a, she grabs a hunk of mud or pig shit. A little bit of both. And she throws it in, Ch- in uh, Chavo's face. Chavo eventually gets an upper hand, grabs some mud, and uh, smears it all over Santina. Santina backdrops Chavo into the mud, slash pig shit. Then Chavo gets up, gets up, gets a bucket of slop. Ugh, that was and nasty. And throws it onto Santina. Ugh. And then tries throwing, and then eventually tries to grab Santina and drag her over into where into the pin where the pigs were. But Santina reverses. Vicky comes in, and then and Chavo saves her from getting a slop bucket because Santina was about to jump slop on Vicky. And Chavo grabs that bucket and throws accidentally slops Vicky, and then he gets slipped, and then he slips and falls. And Santina grabs Vicky, throws her down into the mud, and pins her to get the victory and become the new Miss WrestleMania. This was only a two-minute match. It, and was, it was so bad. Oh, gosh. So Dave Meltzer rated this minus one star. Like, this was just Vince McMahon trying to be funny. This is all this was. He's probably thinking in his office, I have a wonderful idea. We'll put Vicky... And Chavo in a hogpin match. And we'll have the cross-dressing Santino Morella become the Miss WrestleMania. It'll be fucking hilarious. But, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Santina is Santino Morella in drag. <laughs> it was one of the first things he ever did in WWE. I wouldn't recommend watching this match. There's literally no reason for this to happen on a paper. Unless you just like people throwing shit at each other for like five minutes. You could go to the zoo and watch that. That is also true. But all in all, I guess just a good piss break for people. Sure. I feel like it could have been done on as filler time on Raw. Because this oh this was before they started the three hour Raws though so maybe not. But maybe maybe it just shouldn't happen at all. But okay, we've talked about that. And who came up with Jerry's cheesy lines? That's probably Vince and Jerry. I, I bet Jerry imagine. came up with it. Jerry was a pretty cheesy commentator. I honestly enjoyed Jerry's coming up with the stuff he did. He made I it, miss Jerry. He made it pretty entertaining. Well, that was your hog pen match. Very, very don't watch that match. <laughs> Especially if you're new to WWE, just forget that ever happened. I know I'd like to forget it ever happened, but it did. And that brings us to WWE Championship match. Not WWE Championship, not main eventing on this pay-per-view. The big gold belt does. But it's Batista and Randy Orton in a steel cage match. And I'm glad they got rid of the spinner belt first off. Let's just say that. This belt I have... Little bit older, but still way better than the spinner belt. Cena's glorified belt. 
So when this gets ma- match gets underway, Randy goes for a quick escape. Doesn't want to fight Dave, obviously being the heel. Just wants to get in, get out, and get out of there. They both kind of trade their blows back and forth on top rope before Dave gets the upper hand. A little bit stronger than Randy. Dave takes control, and he drives Randy into a corner. A little bit later on, Randy reverses and tries for an escape again, then gets clotheslined from Dave Batista. And then we see a suplex from Batista. And Orton, I guess, asks for the door to be open, but Dave keeps the match alive and pulls him back in. It seems to me most offense in this match, though, is from Dave. Yes. Randy's just trying to get out, trying to get out, trying to get out. Dave says, no, you're staying in here. Yeah, that's basically what the And I think was. Dave used good use of the steel cage to make it somewhat exciting. And I'm going to talk about this. A little bit of a short match for a championship. This one only went seven minutes. For a champ- major championship seven-minute match. and then, But anyways, Orton takes control, slows it down. That's how Orton likes to work. Both kind of slower workers, honestly. Yeah, they're more methodical. Spine buster by Dave. Then Orton reverses the Batista bomb and drives Dave into the steel cage. Gives him a little taste of his medicine. Orton drops, kicks Dave again into the steel. Orton tries to go out for the escape. But he has second ideas and tries to go for a punt kick. Which was still legal back then. Dave moves out of the way. Randy goes for the RKO and reverse and it gets reversed into a Batista palm and Dave pins for the win. Now, what did Meltzer give this match? Two and a half? One, two and a two, two and a quarter. That's fair. It was too quick. Decent match. I mean these two could have put on a way better match if they had gotten more time. Not long enough really for any good storytelling, in my opinion. They did use the steel cage well, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would like to see these two do battle in a longer match, though. These two, I think, could have done way better than a 2.25 match. If you would have given them 15 minutes. If you would have given them even even 12 minutes. I mean, even if you cut out the match before that. or, Or we could always cut down time on the next match we're going to talk about. Here in a little bit. What do you think of Randy and Dave? Just too quick? Yeah, just a little too quick. I mean, I thought they told a good story. You know, Randy the heel, little little smaller than Dave, you know, trying to just weave and dodge, you know, picking his moments when he wants to strike like the Viper persona that he does. But, you know, and then Dave just catching him and catching him and, and eventually finding a way to plant him and keep him down. Honestly, I thought they did tell a good story. In the match, and then Dave Batista getting retribution because in this storyline, he was mad at Randy Orton for attacking Ric Flair, who was Dave Batista's mentor. So I, I like that, you know, Batista eventually gets the win and yeah. gets that retribution for his old mentor. Uh, All right, up next, we have John Cena and Big Show in a submission match. Now, you're actually going to handle this. I didn't watch much of this match to begin with because I was. Going off about other things, like the St. Louis Cardinals, who... Side note, they are winning right now, so good for them. But back to wrestling. All Let's right. see what... This was a 19-minute long match. Submission match, by the way. My problem with this was... John Cena only knows one submission move. Big Show doesn't hardly do any submissions. And here we are in a submission match. Alright, so it starts with... Cena tries to get the upper hand. He gets a little bit of an upper hand. He, he's basically just throwing kicks at Big Show at his legs. He's going to try to weaken the legs for the STF. That's what he's trying to do. He eventually goes for the STF very early, but Big Show hits an elbow. And uh, John Cena cannot lock it in. And Show eventually gets Cena with a kick. And then he just starts punishing Cena with, with some big punches to, the, to, the, to his uh, abdominal area. Then Cena eventually, I thought this was kind of a decent spot. Cena goes for the shoulder tackle, but like when he, when he goes for it, Big Show doesn't move and Cena just falls over. So Cena looking really weak here to, compared to Big Show, which I understand they're trying to play at Big Show's strength. Let's see. 
And then see, oh, then, uh, let's see here. And eventually, Big Show actually does, it looks like a modified master lock like Chris Masters used to do. He had that locked in on John Cena for a little while. Cena's able to power out. And then eventually jumps on Big Show's back and gets a sleeper hold on Big Show. So they are getting some submissions going here. And then um, Big Show eventually powers out, just basically grabs Cena, throws him off of his shoulder and onto the onto the ring floor. And then, and then Show Big Show eventually goes for a power bomb on Cena, which Cena. When he was getting raised up, his his momentum was going forward, so they were kind of going. Mm-hmm. Their momentum was going forward against each other. Cena's age just falls on top of big collapses on top of Big Show, so he was able to get out of the power bomb that way. Let's see. Then Big Show gets back up. He gets the advantage, and then uh, you know he starts dragging Cena into corners, and you know gets the gets his big that patented slap, the yeah. frying pan hand. Suck, Frying pants out his hand and just hits him oh, right in the Michael chest. Michael Cole, I think, said of Paul, like he's a bear or something. Yes, yes. They basically compared him to a bear in that match. And then um, Big Show eventually knocks Cena down. He goes for a Vader bomb, which, RIP Vader. And then Cena is able to roll out of the way. He rolls out of the way to avoid the Vader bomb. And and then Cena goes for a power slam. He picks up Big Show for a power slam, but Big Show collapses on top of him. And then Show locks in another submission. I can't remember what exactly he did. Some big man submission. I think it was like sure. I think it might have been just a sleeper hole. I can't remember. Yeah, it might have been a sleeper. Then he goes for the choke slam, which Big Show. I think he went for this like four times in this match. And he never got it off. It's a bit, and then Cena, like I said, he's gonna, like I said, Show doesn't get it off. Cena blocks, rolls out of the ring, and then Show go, meets him outside of the ring and rolls him, and then he just, he just, he just throws him into the ring post, and then he locks in an abdominal stretch. Cena able to power out of it. Count, Big Show goes for another choke slam. Cena counters that into a DDT. Actually, a really cool move. And then Big Show gets the upper hand again, locks in a bear hug. Cena breaks out of the bear hug. I think he was probably in that for about a minute. And then he breaks out, knocks Big Show down, and then hits, of course, the five knuckle shuffle. Of course. Knocks Big Show. And then Big Show gets back up, goes for another choke slam. Never got that choke slam. Didn't get it off. Cena picks him up, hits the AA. Then goes he goes for an STF, but Show blocks again with the he gets an elbow back up on Cena to prevent the from the to prevent the STF from getting locked in. Show Show gets up, hits a KO punch, which Cena falls out of the ring, and then here's our good friend Michael. Michael Cole. Love him. Michael Cole goofs big time here. Cena's outside of the ring. This is a submission match. He's saying that John Cena has to has to make a ten count back into the ring. The referee is not counting at all in this match. Because the only way to win is to submit. There's no count outs. There's yes, no you, other junk. Yes, you have to submit your opponent. Either you pass them out or they tap out. That's the only way to win this match. So, anyways, we get a good Michael Cole goof. Which there's there's gonna be a lot of those on any pay per view if if Michael Cole is working. So okay, show and then Cena rams Big Show into the post. Into a ring post. They get back in the ring. Cena goes up for a leg drop from the top rope. He actually misses it. Like, the camera angle shows he clearly misses the, the leg mm-hmm. drop. It, looked, it was definitely a botch. Then Big... But Big Show sells it. Then John Cena tie, gets Big Show's leg, ties it into the ropes, and then, he go, and then he locks in the STF. Big Show taps out, and he wins the match. Okay. So, Pretty long match there, we see. It was a very long What'd match. What'd you think? Honestly, it was... I, I did not like... I was not a fan of the stipulation they chose for the match. Being a, These two guys are not submission specialists. Oh, I, underst- I understand the story is, well, no one can lock 
John Cena can't lock an STF on Big Show. I understand that story, honestly. I think with what they were doing before that on Raw, like Big Show picked up Cena, choke slammed him into a light. Should have been off. I think they should have went last man standing yeah, for the last match. Man standing that falls count anywhere. That, something that would have played more to these two strengths. Like Big Show, he, like it'd take a lot to keep him down for a ten count. Cena, he's you know he's got the never give up attitude. Yeah. It'd be that'd be a better stipulation for this match. Overall, I was not a huge fan of it because of the stipulation. Stipulation killed that match for sure. From what I saw of it, mm-hmm. very. I just. Oh, submission match. It's so long. Which Dave Meltzer also agreed. He gave the star he gave this match a star and a half. Low rating there for John. But we finally get to our main event. Jeff Hardy and Edge, who is the current world heavyweight champion in a ladder match. They played up to the strengths here. These two guys are definitely ladder specialists. Definitely a 20-minute match deserving of that time. We see Justin Roberts announced the two. Love Justin Roberts, but a little disappointing Tony Chimble didn't announce Edge. Also, Jeff Hardy's no words theme. That needs to come back as well. I miss that theme. But we really see a quick pace out of the gate for these two. Both are quick workers, both trading blows back and forth. Then Edge eventually rams Hardy in. Into the corner. Little time goes by. Hardy hits a face buster on Edge and grabs the ladder, but gets hit by a baseball slide from Edge. Hardy gets the upper hand again and drops Edge to the ladder. Hardy then is the first to actually try to climb up and get the title, but Edge just pulls him off. And Hardy gets Irish whipped into another ladder. Edge then places a ladder in like up in the ring corner and throws Hardy into it. Edge misses a spear and just runs himself into the ladder. That would hurt. No doubt about it. Hardy traps Edge. He actually trapped him. It was like interesting. He trapped Edge in the ladder and kicks him. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I've never seen that done before. Yeah, they they were very innovative in this match. And then Hardy drives Edge's back into a ladder. A lot of beating up right, right out of the gate. Edge drives the ladder into Hardy's legs after a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he trapped his legs in it, and then he then he locked in that yeah, sharpshooter. Yeah, and Edge locks in a sharpshooter, and he's like trapped, nowhere to go. And, and Hardy actually tapped. Edge sets up a ladder, gets Hardy out of there, tries to climb up and get the title. Then I think, yeah, Hardy gets up eventually, gets on the top rope, and yeah. he actually drop kicks the ladder. And Edge falls off. And Edge falls off. That was a very, very cool move. Only Jeff Hardy, only a few people could execute that. I think only Jeff Hardy could execute that. And then we see a little bit later, Hardy sets this ladder upside down. Yeah, he And did. throws Edge in between it, like the rungs of the ladder is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we see, I think we see Hardy hit a twist of fate just normally on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think he, uh, I think he got him in that ladder, and then he hit like a, I think he hit like a drop kick or something, and then Edge gets out of there, yeah. and then Hardy hits the twist of fate, and then tries to make that climb, and then he a little bit later he swings onto the title, and he's dangling up there. Yeah, yeah. It's Hardy's thrown down. Yeah, it's Hardy was on the he was on the ladder that was in the corner of the yeah. ring, and he jump and he saw Edge was get coming too, so he jumps up, tries to. Jumps to the the title and tries to unhook it really quick. And then Edge and catches him. A little bit later, Hardy climbs up another ladder, but it's not under the title. He actually hits a whisper in the wind from halfway up the ladder. Oh, yeah, that was sick. That was a cool move. Hardy clothesline edged outside. And then we will see Edge set up a ladder bridge. <laughs> but then gets thrown in the barricade by Jeff Hardy. Edge throws Hardy into the stairs. And then Hardy tries to hit a running neck breaker, but it's thrown over the barricade again. And then eventually the ladder bridge does get played with Hardy putting Edge on there. And then Hardy opens up another ladder. Hardy climbs up that said ladder, but so does Edge, and the ladder falls, and they both go through the ladder bridge. So, of course, cheap spot, good spot. I thought we were going to get a swanton there. 
And then they fight in ring near the ladder, of course, and of course a ref spot gets taken out. Oh yeah, you have Mike Kyoto working. Hardy climbs an edge on another, and Hardy hits a twist of fate in mid-air. Edge went for the spear. Beer. Yeah. This was Jeff my Hardy, favorite spot. twist of fate mid-air, and it was a very good move. They, like, this move could have failed so many different ways. Like, Edge could have missed the spear and just fallen and broken himself. Hardy could have missed the twist of fate, and he could have permanently injured Edge. But, no, they hit it perfectly. But anyways, Ed, both men are going to climb. Then Edge kicks Hardy down. Hardy pulls Edge's legs through a ladder. So he's trapped. He can't go anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And he grabs that title. He becomes the world heavyweight champion. I think it might have been his first reign. It was his first It was title. his first ever reign as a major champion in WWE. Honestly, but. honestly, for that match, match of, pretty match of the night, you could argue. Edge and Hardy, of course, have great in-ring chemistry, especially in a match they both perform well at. But this doesn't end. This isn't the end of the night. JR comes out. He comes to the ring. He was going to interview Jeff Hardy. But then you hear CM Punk's music hit. CM Punk is Money in the Bank champion. He's bringing a ref down. He's going to cash in on on, uh, Jeff Hardy, who just won the title in that grueling ladder match. And we actually get a little bit of a mini match in that cash in. It wasn't a quick one, two, three. It was yeah about a minute long, minute long match. Yeah, about a minute or two. Because yeah. eventually, I think Punky hit the GTS right away. Yes, Hardy he did. kicks out at two somehow. Yeah, and then they go on back and forth, and another GTS, and Punk wins, and he becomes world Punk's first title. I think uh, Jeff Hardy also he attempted a roll up, but Punk was able to get out. Yeah, yeah, and then Punk that's. Punk's first title in WWE. And Punk hit, and then Punk hit a running kick, and then got him up for the GTS for the second time, and then he pinned him to become the. And I think that was a well-executed cash in there. Oh yeah, that was they perfect. did not make Hardy look weak. Made Hardy look kind of like a warrior. Didn't like try to run away or anything. And that set up the perfect SummerSlam feud. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah that was a great match. Dave Meltzer, he gave this one four and a quarter. I thought this one could have been higher. I think it, you could have went four and a half to five easily on this match. I, well, thought, it, I thought it was a It great happened story. in the United States, so. I thought this was a beautifully told match. Um, like, you, like you said, there were so many great spots, and they told a fantastic story. These two knew what they were doing with that ladder, and they executed mm-hmm. the, the match to perfection. Well, I guess that's all for Extreme Rules 09. Yeah. All in all, a pretty good pay-per-view. Yes. I think this, and is, this is probably one... This might be the best Extreme Rules they had, and it was the first one. It was it was well done. I mean, with WWE, you, you know you're going to have... A, you're going to have a stinker or two every now and then. I mean, with the hog pin match. But overall, I thought it was a good card. Yeah. That, a lot of good action, and like every match had a stipulation. I enjoyed that. Well... I guess let, that brings us to our next topic, Extreme Rules 2018. Get Come you on, in the Edge. mood here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central on the WWE Network. If you sign up now, you will get it free. You will. I don't have to worry about that. I pay for my own. I've been a member for ever since it came out now, I think. But anyways, what do we have on tap for Extreme Rules 2018? It doesn't look nearly as good as 09, but that's okay. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. What's All on right. the pre-show? So we have two matches on the pre-show. We have the newly called up Andrade Cien Almas on SmackDown. He's going to face Sin Cara. And then also we have a tag team match on the pre-show. It'll be New Day. Going to square off against Sanity. That's on the pre-show? Yes, it is on the pre-show. It'll be a tables match. So, objective of that match is going to be to put your opponent through a table. All right. Austin, wh- who, do you, who do you think wins these two pre-show matches? Um, for Andrade <laughs> and Sin Cara, Andrade hands down. Yeah. The, uh, was, New Day Insanity, I'm going to go Sanity. I've got I've got Andrade seeing almost. There's no way they're gonna have him lose his first pay per view match. Um, 
and he's done he's done fantastic work in NXT. Eventually worked his way up to become a champion. Um, he's a great heel character. I think he'll I think he'll be a, he'll be a great player on SmackDown Live. Um, for New Day and Sanity, I feel like Sanity's going to get this win. I think I think WWE's looking to put them in a feud with the New Day. I like that idea. New Day, they've done it all. They can they can afford to lose this match. Sanity could use a big win yeah, to get acclimated sure. to the main roster. They haven't won yet on the main roster. So I think Sanity will come out and they'll get a win tonight, tomorrow night on the pre-show. All right, bring us to the main card. All right, I'll go run through the matches and then we'll make our predictions okay. through them. Okay. All right, so first match on the card that I have listed here, we have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. That, that has the potential to be a lot of fun. Finn Balor will face Constable Baron Corbin. Raw Tag Team Champions Championships on the line with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, the leaders of Worlds, facing the B Team, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, formerly known as the Miz Taraj. SmackDown Tag Team Championships are on the line with the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, defending against Team Hell No, reunited Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Then we have the U.S. Championship on the line. Jeff Hardy will defend against Shinsuke Nakamura, fresh off his feud with AJ Styles. Then we have the 30-minute Iron Man match, the Intercontinental Championship with Dolph Ziggler defending against Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre will be out there because he won his match against Seth on Raw, so he gets the right to be out there. All right, next we have the women's Smack, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Carmella will defend against Asuka. James Ellsworth will be suspended <laughs> above the ring in a shark cage match. I love match. that he's back. I do too. Yeah, they, they've been crazy about the shark cage matches lately. This has been like three in the past two years. Next, we have the Raw Women's Championship on the line. It'll be Alexa Bliss def- defending against Nia Jax. And note on this match, Ronda Rousey, even though she's suspended in storyline, she will be there... Ringside, ringside for that match. Oh, she'll get involved. Oh, she will. And then we have the WWE Championship What should on be the, the main event? This should be. AJ Styles, the champion, will be defending against Rusev. Wait, what about... Isn't there Lashley? Oh, you're getting... And then, oh. and then here we go. That'll Roman Reigns will, will face Bobby Lashley in, a, in their feud. <laughs> that just started. So, all right. All right. Let's run through the main card here. So, I guess let's go back to Strowman and Owens. I, first, and Steel Cage, that could be fun. Oh, it would be fun. Actually, putting a little stipulations on some of these matches, WWE. Thank you. Um, Strowman, I think, wins that. Oh, yeah. He has to. He's Money in the Bank champion. Or not he's, champion he's Monster in the Bank. He's the, I, I personally think Strowman wins. What do you think about that? Oh, Strowman's going to win. Kevin Owens is going to duck and dodge him. But Strowman's going to catch him, hit that power slam, and he'll... I could see Kevin Owens, if he wins, he's, he's going to escape the cage somehow. Yeah. That's the only way the Kevin, only Owens, Kevin Owens, Owens wins is if he... It's going to be fun. Could those... be similar to the Randy Orton and Batista match. It's going to be a fun match. Like, those two are great performers. They're very dominant. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. And then we have... Next, we have Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. What do you think goes down? I'm going to pick the Constable, Baron. I have to pick him. I feel like WWE would do something like that and have him win for some godforsaken reason. I could see that happening. I mean, I love Finn Balor, but sorry, Finn. I think Baron Corbin's winning this one. I've got Finn Balor. I think. I think normally when we ha- when you have like that authority figure in a match, they usually lose. So I'm I'm gonna go with that. That algorithm there. I'm going to take Finn Balor to hit the coup de gras and pick up the win on Finn, on Baron Corbin. And then the leaders and B team. The leaders. <laughs> there's no way the B team wins that. No, no I don't. No think way. Although, Plus they've stood tall every round. Although I, although Bray Wyatt wasn't a car crash, he's still be, he's a little banged up, and he wasn't fault. Like they could punish the. They could punish him by having them drop it, but I still think that I still think that the leaders of the world is going to retain that. What is this next one? Oh, Bludgeons and Team Hell No. Bludgeon Brothers. I'm going to take the Bludgeon Brothers. It's going to be by interference. I think, I think the Miz will come out, even though he's 
supposed to be at the Celebrity something game. or uh, The Celebrity All-Star game for the MLB. I, I think, still think he'll be there. Yeah, I think he'll show up and he'll cost Daniel Bryan and that'll start their SummerSlam feud. Because that is what's rumored to take place. And then Nakamura and... Jeff Hardy. Nakamura. I think Jeff Hardy's going to get some yeah. time off so he can uh, rehab his nagging back injury. Yeah, he's, yeah, Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> it would be nice to give Nakamura a title after, well, he's come up every time against AJ, short every time against AJ. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll get stardom as a U.S. holder. Yeah, it's a good And then idea. the Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins match. I'd have to pick Dolph. Drew's going to interfere too much. Drew will interfere too much and cost, eventually cost Seth Rollins the I've match. Got, I've got Dolph winning three pins to two. No, and yeah, like you were saying about Jeff Hardy, yeah, he's if you guys have been watching SmackDown lately, he's been doing a lot of open challenges. You could tell in those matches he's clearly hurt. Oh yeah, no doubt yeah, about he, it. He's not even he's, like you said yesterday, he's not even doing the Swanton Vomit live yeah. shows anymore to hurts him too much right now. Yeah, his yeah, his back so is they're probably up. gonna take him out. Let him let him rest. And bring him back later. But and then Doff obviously wins. Uh, Carmella and Asuka with James Ellsworth in a cage match. <laughs> I think Carmella's going to re- retain. Mm. I think Asuka will get her moment at SummerSlam. I could see that happening. I think somehow Ellsworth gets Weasels his way out of the cage and costs uh, Car- our Asuka the match again, leading yeah. to Carmella to drop it at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I feel like Ellsworth's going to get out of that cage somehow. It, this is what happens in every shark cage every match. Every shark cage match or someone, cage above the ring match, whatever. So they find a way to get the person in the cage. Someone always gets, gets out. out. Like, like uh, let's see, uh, Royal Rumble 2017, they had uh, Roman and, Owen, and Kevin Owens going at it for the Universal, and they had Jericho in the shark cage for that. And he, mm-hmm. he was able to slip out of that. In, and then uh, SummerSlam 2017, they had Enzo Amore in the shark cage with Big Show facing Big Cass. Ugh. That sleeper of a match. And uh, Enzo, Enzo somehow got out of there. He he was so skinny, he fit through the bars and slid out. Or did, didn't he, like, strip down into his underwear? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he stripped so, into his I mean, underwear So, I mean, probably find a way to get out. It'll probably be somewhere along that. Or line. it'll be. I could see them even doing something as stupid as having like a dummy Ellsworth in there or something. Oh, I could see that happening. To where he'll still be in the cage, but all of a sudden he comes out, and yep. they'll be like, "What? What?" And it'll be like, "I don't know how they would do that in front of a live crowd." I could see WWE doing something stupid like that. But anyway, Carmelo's gonna win. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. This Alexa. is this is an extreme rules extreme. match. So Alexa can use her kendo stick. Kendo stick. I think Alexa wins. Nia had her moment. I don't see them putting it back on Nia any day soon. Vince is very high on Alexa Bliss. If you could, if you didn't know that already. I mean, she, yeah. this is the this is her fifth. We're in the midst of her fifth title reign right now in two years. Yeah, she's like she's other Charlotte, time. but not as. Talented, she's hot. It's about all. This is why Vince likes her because she's good looking. All right. Next, we have AJ Styles facing Rusev for the WWE Championship. <laughs> what are the odds Rusev could actually oh, win this match? There's no way in heck he wins. No way that Rusev wins. AJ Styles is retaining. He's the cover athlete for the new game. He's probably not going to drop that title any day soon. Unless they decide to do it at SummerSlam. Uh, it won't be to Rusev. No, no. Rusev is not winning this, folks. I'm sorry. If I, you're a Rusev Day fan, don't get your hopes up. Unless you know, unless they go gender, the gender Mahal route they did last year. Which I, I kind of, like, last year I kind of felt like that could have happened. But, but I don't feel it no. with Rusev. No, I don't AJ's feel too the champion. No shred of me feels that with Rusev. No. Rusev, great... Great performer, very entertaining. Not gonna get the WWE Championship. Oh, no this way! Time. Next this time, Roman Reigns, the big dog, going up against Bob, the returning Bobby Lashley. So this might be—I don't know—they haven't announced what the main event is. I don't think. 
Um, it's either going to be Roman and Bobby, or it's going to be AJ and Rusev. It That's... should be AJ and Rusev, but I know it'll probably be Roman and Bobby. The most boring match. Honestly, one of the most boring feuds on the card. Yeah, big but... Dog's going to win because he's Big Dog, and I don't know. I feel like this is. I feel like this could go double count out, or some mysterious where they don't beat neither of them lose. It's. There's not even a stipulation on that match, is there? Mm, not that I know of. I don't think... No, there's uh, no stipulation. This Extreme Rules. Ugh. WWE. Come on. It's Extreme Rules and all of, like, three matches have a stipulation. Let's see. One, two, three... Four, maybe. Four, maybe. Three or four. Five. Five, okay. About half of them. Okay, okay. But still, ugh. Give the championship match a stipulation. It, the, the, they might make it extreme rules last minute. They might. I'd be fun. I, I hope so. I'd like to see AJ in extreme rules matches. He's fun. I'd like to see what Rusev could do. And if Aiden English Ooh. is out there. Oh, Aiden English will be out there. He'll take a... I feel like if it's... He'll take a cheap shot. He'll take a Styles Clash onto the, onto the steel steps. But well, if it's extreme, extreme rules 2018, that is tomorrow night... I know we'll be watching. We may do a recap if we're up for it. We might. Someday, sometime down the road. Probably not, not too long of a recap, but it's not the... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a pay-per-view. It's kind of snuck up on me, I feel like. I hope it's better than it looks on paper. I'm not... Some of the matches... Uh, That's why the expectations are low. I have low expectations, but they may wow me. You set them low, and then you're, and then you're happy later. I hope there's a high. couple title changes. They've gone away from that too. Every if we look at extreme back to 09 for a few more couple minutes, every title changed hands there. There was no, I think there was one or two that were that were retained. Where extreme rules 09? Because mm-hmm. uh, Kobe retained. Yeah, all but all but one. Yeah, all but one was a retain or changed hands, and that was you. But they, I feel like they shy away from changing titles now. Like, all right, what is the title most likely to change hands? At Extreme Rules, ah, uh, U.S. Yeah, U.S. Read, hands uh, down. I'd say the next one would probably be SmackDown Tag Team Championships if they want to give Kane one last run. Yeah, they could do that. I'd probably say U.S. SmackDown tag tie for the women's and... I'd say SmackDown women's is more likely to change than Raw women's. Yeah. I think yeah. we're gonna. I think what's going to happen is Ronda will interfere after Alexa retains on Nia and then... They'll, Set up they'll, Alexa they'll, versus Ronda. Yes. Summer, yes. See that's that. that's yeah. what I'm thinking. I guarantee that will happen. That'll be fun. Ronda's... Ronda's great. But I love Ronda. I'd say two SmackDown matches on the pre-show. That's kind of harsh. Usually especially especially the tails match. Usually they do three. They should. I think they should um, kick. Bet they're gonna add one to the pre-show tomorrow night. They always do that. Seems like. I feel like they could kick New Day and Sandy to the to the main card, and then you kick Finn Balor and Baron Corbin to the main to the. Pre-show. Yeah, I don't know why that's on the main card. Sorry, Finn, but ugh. Or they'll announce another pre-show tomorrow. They do that a lot. They could add uh, stipulations oh, between uh, now and then. Mike Rome was backstage and found out, oh, there's a new pre-show match. But I'd say set your expectations low for this Extreme Rules. And be pleasantly surprised. And hope for the best when SummerSlam rolls around. I think that's about all we have today for this first ever episode. Thanks uh, for listening and tuning in. Stay tuned for uh, more It Was Lee, Austin. All right. Goodbye.